Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah! Michael K is on the radio today. And he ain't afraid to say what he's thinking. It's the Michael K Show. Michael K is on the radio today. Turn it up, it's time to get on with the show. On 98.7 ESPN Radio. And a good afternoon, everybody. This is indeed the Michael K Show. We thank you for joining us on Groundhog's Day, February 2nd, 2024. It's over. That's it. Michael, Don, and Peter. What's over? What's over, Don? Uh, it's uh, he, he, he didn't see a shadow, so no, no more six weeks of winter. We're going to get a quick spring. Well, I mean, we haven't had much winter anyway. We've had about two Well, and that's the, that, that's the point is that I guess it's just all well, however you look at it. It hasn't really been that crazy. Well, now, wait, we, wait, why are we, we're taking this at face value? Like it actually means something? Uh, of course well, it does. Come on. Wow. It's, 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 Have he you ever has seen the deck. Bill Murray, uh, Andy McDowell vehicle? Sure, it means yeah. a lot. What a great movie. I'm just glad that uh, nothing happened to Staten Island Chuck today. Like de Blasio killing him? Like when de Blasio killed Staten Island Chuck. That was one of the more unfortunate incidents in, in New York City history. Now, we do have breaking news to start when off the show. Right now. Okay. So, I think we should start this because it's been a point of contention the last couple of days. This is big. Don, you watched the show that Peter and I have been begging you to watch yesterday. Yes. Please, a mini review before we get into the bulk of the show. Well, first of all, I thought they did a terrific job. Which, and, and for those that didn't follow us the last couple of days, shame on you. We're talking about the We Are the World documentary, the making of the, the record. Well, first of all, just how iconic is Lionel Richie? Amazing. Let's just let's just put it there. Where he's he's hosting the American Music Awards, winning a bunch of awards while hosting it, and then later that night records one of the most iconic songs in the last forty years with Michael Jackson. They get Bruce Springsteen. That's a huge get, Michael. I mean, documentaries to me are all about footage and who you bring in the interview. Now, now Michael's no longer with us, and Kenny Rogers and some of the some of the bigger guns there are no longer with us. Quincy Jones is ninety, so I get that there's a reason why he wasn't in it. Although he's and, still around, and Thank but I'm saying he's ninety, so I'm sure it wasn't easy for him to be able to get around. And Harry Belafonte is no longer with us either. But to be able to get Springsteen's not nothing. I mean, I thought that was terrific. Few things you've already talked about. Now the. How awkward was Bob Dylan? And he, oh. listen, he's an icon. He just and he belonged there because he was iconic. But you just see, he just didn't fit, and he didn't know what to do. And he didn't. He seemed kind of awkward. The other thing that I thought you misdirected people on was the Prince thing, because like Sheila E said, he's awkward around people. That for somebody that's not comfortable around people, that's a, that's a tough room to be in. Oh please! Let's no, I'm up. being honest. Listen, he's he volunteering money for starving I, children. I get it, but he volunteered to play his guitar in another room. Listen, he has an anxiety situation. You saw the big, <laughs> the big bulky bodyguard he had to walk on stage with <laughs> during the AMAs. I mean, so obviously he's a guy that's that's very insecure. 
Well, and also, but, but nobody Michael, could be more insecure than Bob Dylan, and he he showed up. But but, 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 thought, but Prince and Michael have actual problems too. He also probably just didn't feel like going and, to this thing that was a Michael Jackson thing. But the but the big thing that I think is a great conversation piece was Sheila E. used. Yes, because I I don't know if she was iconic enough to be in the room at that time. And I do think there's an angle where they invited her hoping to get Prince. So I, I hear what she's saying. I don't think she would have ever gotten a solo anyway. Was Kim Carnes that big a deal? That's the one. I'm so glad you brought that up. I keep thinking about who doesn't belong now all these years later. And Kim Carnes is the but, one that stands but, out. But, but, but Betty Davis' size is a, is a, is a, was a, but a still, huge, but huge she, hit. But she's not, a, she's not an iconic performer. Well, uh, Why wasn't Madonna there? I don't know. She was with Huey Lewis at yeah. the AMAs. I don't know. I, I, they never got into it, so either it was an uninteresting story or they just did not want to make her look bad. I don't, I don't know what it was, but it just seemed she was there. Why wouldn't she go? So, I, I mean, you stayed up till 11 to watch it, buddy? Well, what? I, look at you. I stayed up till 11. Yes! And then I watched the last 26 minutes before the show. I love it. That's all we asked. That's all we asked. Is the, and another guy that I thought came off terrific, both then and now, was Huey Lewis. Yes, he did uh, come out terrific. He really that did. was terrific, and you guys were spot on about what happened with Waylon Jennings. And I don't, I don't, I don't feel I, I would probably have done the same thing. I mean, and and how cool is Stevie Wonder to be able to work with Bob Dylan, mimic Bob Dylan to get him to feel comfortable about his uh, his solo. But the best story there was that Ray Charles wanted to know where the bathroom was, and Stevie Wonder I, led him there. The blind leading the blind, literally. No, oh, that was wait, such a good line. A good friend of the show wants to chime in on this. Okay. Calling in right now is uh, the Academy Award winner. Good Spike friend Lee. of the show. Spike Lee is with us. Yes. There he is. What's hey, up, Spike? Spike? He knew Happy- Prince. He knew Michael. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank oh. you, Spike. That's nice of you. Yeah, well, you know, we Pisces guys got to stick together, my brother. Aquarius. Yep. You're I'm Aquarius, what? too. I'm Aquarius. <laughs> when, is Pi- when, is, when does Pisces start? It was before Aquarius, so it was like January 19th. Is no, your no. birthday today? Yeah. Pisces is after Aquarius. My wife's a Pisces, and she was born February oh, I'm 22nd. Sorry. I look, I'm, I'm, well, anyway. <laughs> All right, don't make a movie about uh, about this. <laughs> Did you see the We Are the World documentary? I'm feeling good. I'm in blue, orange and blue heaven. You should. It's great. Got the Lakers tomorrow night in the garden. National TV. You'll Uh be there? You'll be there? Let me ask you a question. (laughs) You you would want the question? Yes. Am I going to be there? Yeah. (sighs) Is James Brown? Is Barry White? (laughs) <laughs> no. Al Green well, Wait a minute Is Stevie no. Wonder well, So is you're not sure? Cole? Barry is not white Is Willie Mays? Barry is not white <laughs> <laughs> Is Walt Frazier? <laughs> is Red Hulkman? Uh, is uh, Bill I... Bradley Is Dave the Butcher? <laughs> oh, boy. Now we have Bill so... Bradley coming on in about a half hour Yeah well give him, give him a, a, a Hello I was with them this morning At the Brooklyn Museum where exhibition is But look just, just want to wish you a happy birthday Orange blue skies, Nick's are rolling. Nick's are rolling. Thank, Thank you, you for doing that. Appreciate it, man. Spike Lee. Enjoy tomorrow. That is awesome. Caster, big birthday. Happy birthday. That is, yeah, that's a big shout out. Thank you.
Now, Michael does not like that. Joey Salvia, like 15 years ago, Peter, planned this whole day. We were going to get surprise guests to wish Michael a happy birthday. He he was very much against it. Very much. But when somebody just spontaneously calls of, of, of Spike Lee's ilk, that that's cool. That was not planned. That's just him calling. We, you thought he was calling to talk about the doc. Right. I guess he didn't see the doc. It was very well done. It was. No, very, I, I, mean, I, I can't believe that they had all that footage. And to get Bruce... Didn't uh, I mean you should do a top top five because a couple of people did this on social media. I thought it was interesting. Top five people after you watch that video, uh, watch that documentary. What do you mean top five? What like came out the best? Well, oh. you know what I thought really came out well because you're expecting it not to go well was Michael because you know, my, Michael comes off great. Michael he came comes off great. great because listen, if there's anybody that deserves an ego, it's him. He helped write the song. He didn't seem like he was making any outrageous demands. He was there. He was not at the American Music Awards, obviously, because of, of he wasn't getting anything, and Prince got everything. But so he was there early and preparing early. So for how iconic he was, zero ego. I, I'd say uh, Quincy obviously comes off great, terrific. I mean, I think he just Bruce seems, comes off great. Who was that? Bruce. One? Bruce, Bruce comes off. Huey great. Lewis. Oh, sleeper. You want a sleeper? Yep. He doesn't say anything, but just seems like a joy. Kenny Rogers. Yes. He's, he's just laughing the whole time, smiling, ready to be there. And you know what I found very unusual and, and like, so funny? Hmm. Bruce kept his pass on the whole time. Like, somebody was going to, like, make him leave. Right. He had his pass on. Everybody else didn't have a pass on. He had his pass so he could By get the way, in. How about, how about the, the era, the, the flex of the era with Billy Joel pulling up and kissing Christy Brinkley. That was, yeah. fl- that was a big time flex. Come on. I mean, it was actually just his life at the time, but still. I mean, oh, no, it was the pretty awesome. Speaking of Billy Joel, I really like the new song. Oh, I didn't I hear heard it, it yet. I've heard about it. I haven't heard it. Oh, it's delightful. I got to check it out. I think they play it no. at the top of every hour on the Billy Joel channel, no. which is it only has two more days, I think. Now, the comic relief, like the guy that kind of came across as a clown, but in a likable way, was Al Jarreau. <laughs> well, yeah. Because he was, he's intoxicated. You can tell he's drunk. they they got to hide wine from him. You can see it's affecting his work. But it still was, it was just funny. Diana Ross came off very sweet. Terrific. Just, just the fact uh, that she T- asked Daryl Hall like for his autograph. Yep, Tina Turner did. Yep, absolutely. It was, and even Willie, Willie Nelson, you, know, oh, yeah. you thought of him as looking old now, but now you see him how he looks now. He didn't look that old then. No, it's... It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, so we can't recommend it enough. We also can't recommend enough watching New York Knicks basketball. Bing bong! Hey, that we said game, it. If they could win this game, That it's, game it's yesterday, something. man, what was just exhilarating. I mean, it, it was exhilarating. And as Don said, they should have lost. I mean, all the firepower that's out. And then the, the Pacers are a good team. Now they catch a little bit of break because Halliburton was on a minutes limit. But so what? Julius Randle's out. I mean, OG Ananobi is out. Uh, Mitchell Robinson is out. Um, Quentin Grimes is out. So I'm sorry, Halliburton's on a minutes limit. Oh, well. Oh, so we got to stop. Every time they beat somebody or do something significant, it's got some kind of disclaimer to it. This guy didn't play. This team is in the second of back-to-backs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, enough. But it's, that it's, was a big win. If this is anybody else... And not the Knicks, who've got a history of just never really getting there. There'd be a completely different vibe to this. I'm telling you, a completely different vibe. 
If this was any other team, if the Yankees were doing this, we would it, there would be belief. Yeah, maybe if the Giants, because they had won a Super Bowl sooner, if the Rangers were doing it because they went to a Stanley Cup final, you know, within the last ten years. But because it's the Knicks, everything is uh, you know waiting for the other shoe to drop. If you just got rid of their history and just looked at what they're doing right now, how can you not say they're one, they're not one of the best teams in the NBA? I mean, they're a half game out of second place now. They're a half game behind the Bucks, and now there's a serious knee injury to Joel Embiid. If they had Randall, yeah. I mean, I would almost guarantee they'd finish at least third, hey. and they'd have a real chance at second because the Bucks can't play defense and have a new coach. And apparently Boston doesn't care anymore. For the first time in their history, they lost a game that they were favored by 15 or more points. That was not what you want. So maybe maybe the Celtics don't care, and the Knicks can take advantage of that. What are they, just three and a half back of the Celtics? Four, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard to make that up. Though. Of course, but I'm just saying the fact that it's in the conversation. And they, they were... Beast. I mean, absolute beast on the boards, the offensive boards. Hartenstein's become such a weapon for them. Another great signing by Leon Rose. Two years, $20 million. The guy's outperformed his contract this year alone. Forget about what he did last year. And as I said when it happened, they're a better team with him starting at center than with Mitchell Robinson. And uh, uh, Precious Achua has been outstanding. It looked like he was a throw-in in the deal with Ananobi. He's not. He's playing important minutes. Um, it, it, DiVincenzo, another great signing by them. They've been right. terrific in every every way, shape, and form. Don, we may also have to at some point here just fully end the conversation of when will the Knicks get that number one guy. At what point do we just admit we didn't know we were getting that guy, but we got one? Got him. Is that Michael? Is that fair? Like, did uh, it's, did it's, we just miss? Did did the league just not yet know that Jalen Brunson was that dude, and it turns out he is? Because that's what it's feeling like. Well, the whole league missed, and and uh, you know, Mark Cuban and the Mavs missed because they could have signed a mid year for four year, fifty million dollar contract. They said no. So the Knicks, you know, at the time people thought, wow, what an outrageous amount of money to spend on this guy. Now, when his contract's up at the end of next year because he can opt out after the third year, he's going to get $40, $50 million a year. That's how great he is. But when you say, is he the number one guy? It's very rare, Peter, that people that size are the number one guy. Think about how many there are. I mean, I guess in the past, Allen Iverson, Steph Curry, John Morant. It's just unusual for the number one guy to be a smallish player, but... Right now, he's got to be in the MVP conversation. How could he I mean, not he had be? 40 points last night. Got smacked in the face like he was a, a speed bag at the end. They didn't call the foul. And then he got really mad and scored the next bucket. And, and they won again. And I, I, I've known Mike since we were kids. Mike Breen. And just the utter joy and exhilaration in his voice. Think about how much bad basketball that he has called in the 32 years he's been the voice of the Knicks. And now to, to sit there and like luxuriate in this, he, he was so pumped up. It sounded like an NBA Finals. I was so happy for him. I texted him today about that, too. I mean, everybody around the Garden has to be thrilled. This is a legitimately really fun contending team, and there is no ceiling. There is no ceiling. Hey, you, you know whose take is aging better by the day? With uh, Perkins. Perkins, when he yeah. said that this team could win, we're like, ah, maybe conference final, but you just keep winning. You keep overcoming adversity. You see what's happening to some of the teams that we thought that were clearly better than them. The Embiid injury is going to be a problem. The you know, Doc has not solved the situation with Milwaukee. He's 0 2. And oh, by the way, they were talking about this this morning. He might be the coach, he might be the head coach of the East. 
Yeah, Tibbs. If if they yeah, if they, no, if they well, overtake Milwaukee, he'll if be. If they overtake dog. Milwaukee, but if they don't, it could be Doc. Right. Because That's you, because amazing, the, the, yeah. Because the Celtics, you can't do it back to back years. Well, they should have. They should have. Um, Adrian Griffin to get <laughs> come it. back, yeah, but no, it's, it, it's on the table that uh, that Thibodeau and his crew could be the coach of the Eastern Conference in the All Star Game. I mean, it's it's just becoming more and more real by the day. Thibodeau coaching though, Don, in an All Star Game, his head would explode, and he's all about defense. It's non-existent in an All Star Game. I don't think he'd know what to do with himself. But it would be fun. I, it would be fun, and now you got. And now I was thinking about this, guys, because this. Uh, we can't speak to how uh, they're they're felt nationally. Like it just felt like the nation was very slow on the uptick with the Knicks. That can all change on Saturday. They got the Lakers. They're on ABC Saturday. You, you figure LeBron and AD are going to be back. I mean, this could be where they are exposed to the nation as being a team that's for real. Like if people haven't paid attention, all typical Knicks. Who cares? You know that it's not for real. They've got a chance on ABC Saturday night, 8.30, to kind of expose themselves to the world that this is a legit basketball team. Not that you need the nation to care, but I think Nick fans deserve their team to be appreciated around the country. Speaking of uh, LeBron, Rich Paul, his agent, said he is not getting traded, so there have been a lot of whispers and rumors about that. One other thing we haven't even brought up yet, before after we got on off the air and before the Nick game, Jalen Brunson was, in fact, named to the All-Star team. And Julius Randle was named to the All-Star team. He's not going to be able to play, but it's significant for Julius because he gets a $1.3 million bonus for making the All-Star game. Uh, he also has a one point, I think, $2.3 million, $1.23 million for playing over um, 60, 60-some-odd games. He might not get that. Especially if he's out a couple of months, he might not get that, so... He did get it last year. He got both of them last year, but he might not get it this year. But he does get 1.3 for making the All-Star team, so congratulations. Brunson should be starting. The NBA should be a little embarrassed about it. Uh, the one big le- um, person that was let out or left out was um, uh, Trey Young. Not chosen. Now, maybe he gets chosen because Julius Randle can't play, but would they add a guard because a forward can't play. But that was a little bit... I mean, there's so many good guards in in the East that he was left out. And he's having a great, great year for the Hawks. So uh, congratulations to Brunson and congratulations to Randall. Uh, I know a lot of people want to talk about this. We'll get to you in a moment. We do want to say all three of us kind of got like a little pang in the heart today. Um, Apollo Creed. Uh, what was Chubbs, what was his name? In, in Chubbs Peterson. Chubbs yeah. Peterson. Carl Weathers passed away. The age of 76, we, we don't have a cause for death, but, um, you know, people of, of our age, all of our, three of our ages, I mean, he was kind of like an iconic figure in movies and played really iconic roles and seemed like the nicest guy. And it's also strange, if you see the new commercials out uh, for the Gronkowski kick, I guess it's for FanDuel, it's, it's Carl Weathers who picks him up in that motorcycle. He said, come with me and you're not going to lose this time. I mean, do they discontinue the whole thing? I don't know. It's interesting. Well, you can't right? stop the kick of destiny. I mean, that, that, that's that's ten million dollars on the line. I know but, you can't but, stop the kick, but do you stop all the commercials that have obviously well, been filmed? The guy's not with us anymore. I know, but people, but, he, but he's iconic. I think people know it'd be a great way to honor him. Yeah, I mean, I when people people still want to see him in it. I, I for me, I mean, the the the, the death of Apollo Creed in Rocky Four 
him falling to the mat at the hands of Drago bothered me. It was the first truly heartbreaking moment I ever felt in entertainment. I was a little kid, and that was like the worst feeling. And as I got older, it always stayed bad, but I always was like, well... At least I know Carl Weathers is alive and well. He's Chubbs Peterson. Is this? I, I'm not going to lie, Don. Next time I see Rocky Ford, it's going to hit different and not in a good way. Yeah, but I, I guess because of how iconic these movies are, that that people like that end up living forever. And he played for the Oakland Raiders for a couple of years. Uh, a good football player, and yeah, I just I was shocked. Yeah, it was sad. Very, very sad. 1-800-919-3776 is game time, by the way. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Uh, you could catch Matt Barzel and Igor Shesterkin. Did I say his name right? No. Sure did. Barzal. Barzal? Matt Barzal. Yeah, Matt Barzal. I said Barzal. I don't know what the first thing was. Yeah, you're right. And Igor <laughs> Shesterkin in action tonight in the 2024 NHL All-Star Skills Challenge at 7, right on ESPN. Mm. That's what was that? What was that sound? Just waiting for you to be done. I'm sorry, I, I my my lips smacked. Oh, that's game time. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cask matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. A week from today, we'll be doing our Super Bowl Friday show. Um. From Plot Deutsch in Long Island. That's right. And a week from yesterday, we'll be doing our show from the concourse at the beautiful UBS Arena. That's right. Before the Islanders Lightning game. And I'm told that the Islanders are all opening up the doors to the arena at 5 o'clock so people could uh, come and watch part of the show. Usually they open it up about 6.30 because, what is it, an 8 o'clock game that night, right, Don? Yeah, so doors would open at 7 usually, yeah. an hour before. So the fact that they're open that early, that's nice. That's very accommodating for people who want to come see the show, hang for the game. Love everything about it. Yeah, so we're spending some time out in Long Island, which is about time. We spent a lot of time in Jersey, but now we're spending a lot of time in Long Island. We had a, we had a great show for our holiday party out there. You know, I, I, love, just, the, I love the island. I very just, comfortable in the island. I just, you, you said that it was like... Something that really affected you, Peter, mm-hmm. when Apollo died. That's right. And I think because over the first three movies, you you, you learned, you know, he was he's kind of pompous and and all that. Well, you it, learned to love re- Apollo. It's one of the great sort of uh, you know in wrestling terms, one of the really great heel to babyface turns. He he goes from being this pompous, uh, over the top cocky champion to just like this beloved dude who's just the man running on the beach with Rock. That's right. Well, anyway, and I then just protecting got, Rock. I just got this text. Because you're not alone, Peter, from Aaron Boone. Yeah. He said, I wept when Apollo died in, in Rocky Four. I thought I was and wanted to be Apollo when I was a kid. Well, let me tell you something about Aaron Boone. Great guy. Yeah. And obviously, great taste. It's, it's, uh, it really does. That, cover, that character covers a lot, though. I mean, it's, it's got like... Uh, it's definitely got ties to Ali, right? Like there's, there's oh, supposed it's definitely to be based on Ali, and and, and yeah. Rocky was based on Chuck Wepner. So you have like this this taste of Muhammad Ali, and and then and then as the time goes on, the character just gains depth. And by the time Rocky Four comes along, Rocky's the huge star who sort of surpassed Apollo's light, and Apollo's this sort of confidant 
of Rocky, which is why when he takes the fight and ends up dying on Rocky's watch, it's, it's just so heartbreaking. What great movie. I mean, I, I love Stallone. I love the, the character. I love all the characters he plays, but I think he killed everybody off much too soon. Hmm. How so? Killed off Adrian, killed, uh, kill, killed off um, Mickey. Uh, it never killed off Burt Young, but Burt Young just passed, and he killed off Weathers. But he killed them well, all. He off. didn't kill off Adrian. Adrian wasn't killed off early. No, but he killed her off in in the next set of movies. Thirty five years later, he killed her off in in the um, Rocky Balboa movie. Six. Was it was it because she wasn't so, available? Was it, it, was, it was Balboa. I forgot. Yeah, was I it don't because think... she was unavailable? No, I don't know. Or did he want? Well, listen, yeah, I, guess, I guess he wanted it to be like a sad arc that you know Rocky's going back to where he began. Alone. But you know. Uh, untimely death is going to hit. I mean, a, a timely death isn't going to have the same effect. So I think he did everything right. I mean, he really didn't kill Mickey. It was... it was uh, Clubber Clubber. Line. Yeah, Clubber did. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that was perfectly timed. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, no. Yeah, that was the right time. Even though if you looked it up, you'd realize Burgess Meredith was like 26 when they right. made the movie. <laughs> I was going to say, he's but, probably like 56. But you're right, yeah. He ended up living a long life after that. All right, we've got some fun things planned. We have a little bit of a, a little bit of a surprise at four o'clock that that will interest some of you, and a, okay. a surprise guest at four thirty. So the four o'clock thing is more or less an announcement, not nothing like uh, affecting the three of us. So don't think somebody's resigning or going away or being suspended. Quite the opposite. No, no, no. It's an embracing of somebody. Yeah. So uh, stick around for that announcement at four. We have Bill Bradley at three forty-five. Bill Bradley, Hello. the 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 senator. That's right. Two-time Nick champion. Right. Both Spikes are going to be engaged in that. Yes. Lee in St. Petersburg. It was very nice of Spike to call. Just to wish me a happy birthday. Lovely. Oh, that was classy. It was so nice. Well, thank you to all that have reached out on social media. That was very kind of you as well. All right, business leaders. Let's talk dry ice, shall we? Dry ice emergencies, in fact. Ever had your approved vendor drop the ball when you needed dry ice the most? Enter Chili Willy and Cool Carl's Ice, your dependable solution when the heat is on. Over 46 years of rescuing companies from ice nightmares, scheduled maintenance, power shutdowns, or unexpected emergencies, they've got you covered. Because when you need dry ice, you need it now, not whenever. ChiliWillyCoolCarl.com. Chili Willy and Cool Carl's Ice, because your emergencies shouldn't be an emergency. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Well, it's the final day of Superbox Bonanza 5. Um, since um, Apollo died in Rocky Four. Be caller number four right now at 888-987-ESPN to win a $25 Fanatics gift card and select a box for the big game with a chance to win $500 in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, and a final score payout of $2,000. All brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey and Security Dodge. Come get some. Now, Don, you usually know things like this. What's that? But I wonder if you actually knew this. I just read it from Darren Ravel. Carl Weathers had John Madden and Ken Norton to thank for his role as Apollo Creed in the Rocky franchise. Okay. Weathers was cut from Madden's Raiders after dropping 20 pounds to play strong safety. Uh, Two days before camp, he was put at linebacker. Norton, the real-life Apollo, was supposed to play Creed, but dropped out before the first film. Interesting. Oh. Wow. How that all worked out. Man, and, and, and with all due respect, I know nothing about Ken Norton from a charisma standpoint. Could he have possibly done what Carl Weathers did? No, Carl Weathers was perfect. I mean, but he he made the role, so that's what we think of, you know? Right, but did Ken Norton go on to be in anything else? No, it wasn't. Um, I don't know. I'll check. I think he was in some movies, but not as iconic as Carl Weathers. A beautiful tribute sent out on X by um, um, Adam Sandler as well. Just loved the guy. He said just loved him. And, his, you know, Weathers was all about his two sons and his family. And always great to be around him. So sad. Very, very sad. Uh, Football Fridays on 98.7 ESPN brought to you by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Mike then, New- can, can you remember Ken Norton was in Dirty Work? Remember, Peter? I totally forgot that when they had the flat, the uh, and he fought um, Arnold from uh, from different strokes. Remember when they were hallucinating with the brownies? I, I, I honestly, I do not remember that okay. part of Dirty Work. <laughs> Let's go to I Mike in New Jersey. Him. Mike, Mike, Mike with Don Peter. How you guys doing? Good. How are Good. you? How are you? Good. Yes, yeah, so I was at the game last night, and what a game! What an atmosphere! You know, I, I went to three playoff games last year, two against the Cavs, one against the Heat, and it, it resembled it completely. There was a different buzz in the air from the start of the game. And, you know, I mean, Brunson would have made the game precious. Um, you know, DiVincenzo, and that's the most impressive thing. The Knicks shot 8-38 from three, and they still won. They were yeah. terrible from three. Yeah. But, you know, seeing that Brunson interview with um, Alan Hahn after the game, you know, being there witnessing him interviewed – I felt like I got choked up a little bit. Like, it's just so amazing having this player, and he's ours, and he loves being here. It was such a special moment, and it's such a special run we're on that, uh, you know, going into the game when I was driving up, I said, if OG doesn't play, I, I this might be the game we lose. And we did, and it was unbelievable. We, we still won, and hopefully OG could play tomorrow. But what a night, and the interview was really uh, touching, well, in my opinion. It, it's a really great point by the caller. And, you know, congrats to Alan, who did a great job in a, in a great moment. That 
combination of who was out, the comeback nature of the win, the opponent being a really fierce competitor in the East, and the game that Brunson had, the timing of the All-Star game. You guys, I, I put it together. Last night was the perfect storm. It was the night Jalen Brunson became a superstar in this town. It, the conversation about when will he be appreciated, is he going to be, wouldn't you guys agree that we'll look back and see that last night was that moment? Well, it's been building. I mean, it, you, you could look at this as a crescendo, but you had 40 points. He, you know, swollen but the eye, way the, the, crowd whole, reacted, the all-star game. But the way the crowd reacted to his emotion and what the caller just expressed, Michael, yeah. I think you're going to feel it now in the way they treat him every night. I thought, uh, did you hear what his father said to him? No. Such a beautiful line. You know, his father's Rick Bronson, um, who was on the Knicks many, many years ago, and Jalen used to run around the garden as a little kid. And uh, he said to Jalen, I know that when you were a small child, you wanted to be me. He says, and now I wish that I would have been you at your age. What a great thing for a dad to say. Mm. Really, really awesome. special. Yeah. Um, let's go to Griffin in Connecticut. Griffin. Hey, uh, guys, you, um, Michael, when you said this earlier, Jalen Brunson has to start becoming in the MVP conversation. The thing that he doesn't do is he's not missing games. There's no load management with him. So he's going to play. And when he plays, he's, I, I, I've seen, I've seen the Knicks a little bit once in a while, but I, I've seen, I've seen when they play the heat, when they played the heat, um, he is incredible. The way what he can do is, Peter, you're right. He is starting to become that superstar. Like, I, I know when people say they need that other superstar, maybe they don't. Maybe they just need another piece, but they don't need that other superstar because maybe they, I think they have, the Knicks, I think, have that superstar. And John Brunson, he's, he's just been absolutely amazing. And to me, he should definitely be in that MVP conversation. He might not win it because of what Jokic did, but if he doesn't get any votes, then that's a shame on everybody else. He definitely has to get votes, and he has to definitely be up there. Well, the I, year that he is having. I think, I think Griffin, that you're right. I believe that he, he, he will be in the top ten. You know, you got to look at Jokic. you got to look at Jok- uh, Nikola Jokic. Uh, you got to look at Luka, Kevin Durant, and Ted Acumpo. Um, you know, the, the usual suspects. I think Joel Embiid probably will be – he might not even be eligible because he might not play the 65 games. So uh, he's a defending MVP. I think he'll be in the top ten, outside chance at top five if he continues this rate because since January he's averaging 30 points a game. Been unbelievable. Let's go to Cliff in Pennsylvania. Cliff. Hey, guys. Michael, happy birthday. Thank you, man. You guys come second to Seinfeld in regards to entertainment for me. So thank you all, Don, wow. Mike, and Peter. Thank you very my much. Praise. Thank you. Mike, today's my daughter's birthday. You can just, she's eight years old today. Her name is Luz. She's been asking me to call you all week. So What's her name? What's her, her name? Luz, L-U-Z, Luz Bella. Ah, happy birthday, Luz. Many, happy many birthday. more. Love thank it. you very much, guys. My Ground quick next point would be that, Mike, what was the last Nick number that was retired? Ewing, right? I think it was Ewing. Yep. Number 33, right? And that's mm-hmm. how old you were, Mike, in 94, when the Knicks were relevant. The last time they were relevant, when you were wow. 33 years old. Well, well they were relevant in 2000. Was, 
They, they were. They were. They went to the finals with Allen Houston. And, and that brings me to one more point, and this will be it. I know they say uh, Brunson is the best free agent signing in Knicks history. I think Allen Houston is still a better signing because of what he did in the playoffs for us. But that's well, my point. Well, I mean, yeah, so it's, it's an arguable point. But, you know, last year, Brunson was great in both of the playoffs. Even the one they lost, he averaged over 30, I think, 31 points a game. And this is, you know, this is just the second year of his stay here. So, in terms of retired numbers, let's relax. He, he's been great. But you have to have an extended period of time where you're great. If he continues this for, like, the next five, yeah. six years, then we could talk about it. But at this point, I think he's a better signing than, than Houston. It feels Houston like was it, right? a great signing. He was a great signing, but this this is the stud. It was never Allen Houston's team. It, it was still, you know, Patrick Ewing. But it it feels like this has become Brunson's team. Oh yeah, absolutely. And his teammates love him. They're happy yeah. for him that he won the uh, the you know he became an All Star. It's it's a great great story. And at four o'clock, we have something fun to do regarding the Knicks and New York sports in general. And I think you'll want to take a part in it. We have that. You know, surprise announcement at four, and we'll have Bill Bradley coming up in just a moment right here on the show. Listeners, it's Michael K. When it comes to travel, nothing, I mean nothing beats Legends Limousine. I felt the difference, let me tell you, it's real. When my family and I need a ride to the airport or out of town, we choose Legends. Their commitment to safety makes every trip a breeze. These guys are not just any service, they've been setting the gold standard for over 30 years. I trust them, so should you. Call 1-888-LEGENDS or visit legendslimousine.com and use the code ESPN, that's ESPN the number 10, to snag 10% off travel like a legend with Legends Limousine. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. It's called Rolling Along. It's an American story. It's a performative autobiographical film in which the former NBA champion, U.S. Senator, and presidential candidate Bill Bradley shares scenes and stories from his remarkable life covering his childhood to his basketball careers at Princeton and the Knicks, and then his 18 years in the U.S. Senate. It's out right now on Max. This is a great man, was an unbelievable Nick, uh, one of the best, and a two-time champion. And we're so fortunate that he's going to carve out some time for us right now. Bill, it's Michael, Don, and Peter. How you doing? Hey, guys. Nice to be with you. Thank you for having me on. Oh, thanks for coming on. So let's start with the, the autobiographical film. How do you think it turned out, Bill? Uh, I think it's as good as I could do. I think uh-huh. it turned out fine. I mean, I started out to try to do a film that would lead to some healing in the country. And um, that was underlie by our common humanity. And I think that I did the best I could to do that. And you guys be the judge when you see it. I can't wait to see it. And uh, I will certainly make time this weekend what what uh, you, you said you wanted healing in the country what else drove you to do this and why why right now bill well the way it began was 
I had uh, given my papers to Princeton, and uh, I uh, did. They did an oral history, and sixty people were interviewed about my career, and uh, I invited them all to reception. Uh, forty came. I told stories about the forty. One of the guys who was a big Broadway producer afterwards, who'd been a friend of fifty years, came up and said to me. Those stories sound a bit like Hal Holbrook uh, doing Mark Twain. You ought to work mm. something up. Wow. And so I did. Uh, over the next year, I wrote the script. Then I took it to 20 cities around the country and workshopped it. You know, I'd be in a room with 40, 20, 10, 50 people. I'd do it, read it, and they'd give me their reactions to it. Then I'd make changes. And uh, that's how it evolved. And I was going to do it on the stage. And COVID hit. And stage stuff was over and so I decided I would do it as a film and mm. rented the uh, signature theater down on 42nd Street shot it with five cameras and the result is uh, what you see today in Max it's a, it's an amazing life to be able to make it to the Basketball Hall of Fame and to the Senate that's a, that's a huge life which was harder well they were each uh, different uh, and they each had their uh, strength. They, they each had interesting aspects to them, but they both reflected various passions in my life, and um, and that's what uh, I tried to do. I tried to have people um, get to know me as a as a person, you know. And I had to be honest about myself, which I try to be in the film, because I think it's when you're honest and engage people with your own life, and you encourage them to tell stories about their lives that you begin to see the common humanity that we share and the divisions seem less and we find more that uh, that we share. And so that was what was behind it. I remember doing a focus group about it and uh, there were about 50 people who started out watching it from all over the country. And I watched them watching it on, on uh, the computer. And then they did a focus group with 15 people and the, the moderator said, well, what do you think this is about? And the 15 people said, it was about all of us. It's about love of the game, love of the country. It was about forgiveness, perseverance. It was about uh, triumph and defeat and sadness and joy. In other words, it was about the human journey and not the uh, hero's journey. And I really think that that's what I tried to do. Uh, I wanted to be true to myself in the process have people see themselves at various moments in my life and um, and take and, and take the journey with me and that's I think what we've managed to do Senator Bradley and I, had, and I had I had angels along the way that helped out I mean you know I had Mike Tolan who did the last picture show he showed up when I read it at the commissary in um, Warner Brothers lot in this, uh, L.A. I had Spike Lee was an old buddy. I did it for him, just him and me. I went over to his office in Brooklyn, and and he said, "What do you need to do this?" I said, "How about a glass of water and a stool?" <laughs> and huh. I did it for him. He had tears in his eyes, so I thought something was connected. And then, you know, when you get it memorized, which is what I had to do, you had to do it every day. So every day I'd do it in a rec room in our apartment building, and one day. Yeah, and it got around, and so sometimes five people, ten people. One day, two people came in. One of them was Frank Oz, who was the great director of all the Jim Henson movies and the Muppets and Yoda and Star Wars. And he said, I want to help you, and he did with coaching and editorial notes. And the last uh, angel 
got down to two weeks before the Tribeca Film Festival, and I'd opened the, the show with Van Morrison's song, and the healing has begun because it was an appropriate title for what I wanted to achieve. Mm. And um, then two weeks before Tribeca, I get a, no, a note from his agent, Van Morrison refuses permission for you to use the song. <laughs> so I called my buddy Steve Van Zandt of the East Street Band, who had seen the film. I'd sent him a copy about six months earlier. And um, he suggested a song, Summer at Signal Hill. He said, Bruce wrote it for Clarence and me back in the early 80s. And uh, I played it, it fit, it worked. And so that's what I began the film with. And he was the last angel that came along. Senator Bradley, when you when you look back at this life that you talk about in the film, is there one particular part of your journey that sort of stands out as being particularly surreal between uh, Princeton winning an NBA championship, you know, your first Senate election? Is there one particular point that you go, wow, I, I can't believe that part happened? Well, I, I think that winning an NBA championship is, uh, you know, unlike being elected to the U.S. Senate, um, meaning that, you know, if you win the championship, you stand in center court with your fist raised in the air, chills going up and down your spine, knowing you're the best in the world. If you're elected as senator, that simply means you have the chance to work 14 hours a day for six years to prove that people <laughs> weren't wrong in sending you there. So there are different qualities. And if you ask me what I'm proudest of, it wouldn't be either the Senate or the championships. It would be being a father because that's the most important thing you can do, in my view. All right, so we we don't do political on this show because you end up alienating half the country. But I do have to ask you this. You mentioned, you, you mentioned being a dad. So I have a 9-year-old son and an 11-year-old daughter. And sometimes my wife and I look at them, and we kind of get choked up and sad because this country seems like it's so divided now, and there's so much hatred it's so much different, I think, than when you had your 18 years in the Senate. So can you give me and all those parents out there something to hang our hat on that something will be better in this country, that it's not so divisive and not so nasty? Yeah, I, I think that it's within our power. We have a democracy. And, uh, you know, people say we're so divided. I think we could learn something from the success the Knicks had. I mean, like, uh, you know, uh, make sure that uh, you work hard, you do the best you can, respect your fellow human being, uh, disagree with them openly and civilly, enjoy their humanity, and never look down on people you don't understand. If we follow those precepts, which were the essence of what it was to be a Nick, Taking responsibility for yourself, respecting your fellow human being, uh, disagreeing with them honestly, enjoying their humanity. And, of course, you never look down on people you don't understand. I think we're going to have a very bright future in this country. And it only takes each of us in our own lives to make those decisions for ourselves. And, you know, the way the media is, sometimes it, it, it highlights the loudest voice and not the wisest voice. And I think we need to empower those who will get us through. For example, we all know, right? I mean, you're taught as a kid and your coaches, they teach you if you lose, congratulate your opponent. You know, you do that in 
sports. You do that in politics. And we say act out of honor, not uh, out of grievance. And know that if you have humility and you work hard, you can have excellence. And that's what allows you to provide for your family. And that is also, if you think of all the excellences combined, it's what moves our country forward. So there are plenty of things, you know, politics and political talk is frequently very brittle. And it's important to get down deeper to the humanity that we all share. And then I think uh, these moments of uh, division will seem Mm. less. Does it bother you that your championship of the Knicks was the last one? (laughs) Of course. Once a Knicks fan, always a Knicks fan. Do you like this yeah, team? I like thirteen. I like thirteen and two. That's for sure. <laughs> well, you know, somebody called in the other day, and we're talking with Bill Bradley here on the Michael K Show, and said somewhere Red Holtzman is smiling on this team the way they share the ball. Do you see some similarities to your great teams with the one right now? Obviously, they're not at that level, but they seem to enjoy each other, and they seem to share the basketball. Yeah, well, that's it. What is basketball? Basketball is a game of maximum player movement and ball movement that rewards unselfishness. That's basic stuff, and they are beginning to do that. I mean, what this run reminds me of is in 68 when, uh, you know, we, uh, I, I, Kazi broke his ankle. I came in, the starting five gelled, and we had a great run. Uh, over that uh, last half of the season. And we knew that we were going to win it the next year. We were absolutely confident, and we did. And so the question is, does the group gel? And sometimes the injury, whether whether it's Randall or whomever, creates a circumstance where guys step up and you end up with a team that's deeper and more committed to each other. And the result is you do better than you ever think. And who knows, you advance in the playoffs and you know we'll see senator bradley i'm just thinking you know compared to the people that are running for president you're a young pup you might think about doing it you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i you know i do my yoga every day for about two hours and i and i do my elliptical and swim about four or five days a week so i try to stay in shape but you know i'm i'm not in that good a shape that's for sure to take on Take on this, that's for sure. All right, Bill, good luck with the uh, uh, rolling along an American story. You can see it on Max right now. We're so thrilled that you could join us. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. You do such a good job. And, uh, you know, it's just great to be with you. Thank you so much. Hope to see you at a game. All right, that's Bill Bradley. Wow. I mean, what a speaker. Guy's got it together, Peter. He's got that's, it together. That's, that's American royalty right there, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. And Nick royalty, too. I mean, how often do you like get to be great at two things? And he certainly was. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.